After more than a year of extreme stress and uncertainty, America's small businesses are gathering momentum as the economy returns toward normalcy. Patrick Smith, who heads up small business banking at Santander, is our podcast guest this week to discuss what small businesses need most from their banks now and how best to deliver it to them. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. Small business really took it on the chin during COVID, and where a year ago mere survival seemed a big question mark, now small businesses are looking to prosper as the economy bounces back. Our guest this week is Patrick Smith, head of small business banking at Santander. He'll tell us what Santander is doing to build its small business business and also talk more broadly about opportunities available in the space. Patrick, welcome to the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Patrick, you haven't been at Santander all that long, joining from KeyBank last October to head up efforts with small businesses. What did you inherit in terms of the existing focus on small business banking? And how does that compare to what your ambitions are? It was really, I think, a business in transition. And in some ways, you could say that that's still true. We are trying to recenter not just the small business segment, but the entire retail bank on being more client-centric. Small business has become a more pronounced focus of our strategy. And so we've always served small businesses. We've always been part of the small business ecosystem in our communities, but we took a deliberate approach to making sure that we were serving small businesses in a more substantial way. And so that's our objective going forward. We want to be a premier small business bank. And so what I inherited was a lot of really good ambitions around that. We started transitioning our business to do that. We were focusing on and we continue to focus on making sure that we have a sales model that allows us to target and serve small businesses, making sure that we have a product set uh, that allows us to, to be able to effectively meet their needs, and then making sure that we have a set of capabilities, particularly digital capabilities, that serves the rapidly evolving needs of small businesses, particularly post-pandemic. You arrived in time for the third round of PPP lending aimed at uh, shoring up small businesses, getting them through the worst part of the pandemic. Obviously, that was a big welcome. How did that go? And, and maybe can you talk about some of the things you learned in the experience, things that are helping you refine your SMB strategy for the longer term? Yeah, it's true. I got my login credentials, my badge, and then headed straight to PPP. And so it was really a great opportunity for us because we've always had a focus here in Santander and, and really a heritage around being part of our communities and particularly around serving small businesses. And so for me, it was really an opportunity to come directly in and help small businesses in a time where they absolutely needed it the most. And so the big sort of uh, thing for us was to get ourselves quickly organized around uh, the effort. And we did, but we were able to to serve about 8,000 small businesses, you know, throughout the course of the second round. That's in addition to the 12,000 uh, we served in the first couple rounds of PPP. And so for us, it was a great experience. Small businesses really bore the economic brunt of COVID-19 more than any other segment of the economy. I don't think that's news to anybody. The central goal of PPP was simply to keep them afloat long enough to outlast the worst of the pandemic. So now that things are moving back toward what we think of as normal, from your vantage point, how would you assess the overall health of small business now? 
It's interesting. We conducted a financial resilience survey early this year. So we surveyed 1,500 consumers and small businesses really to assess the current state of really their financial resilience in the wake of COVID-19. And the results were really remarkable. If you think about kind of all that small business has been through, you would expect them to be in a less than, you know, sort of a positive uh, mood, but it was just the opposite. 74% of our small businesses said that they themselves feel financially resilient. And six and 10 say they figured out new ways to, to get by during the pandemic. And a lot of what they instituted will carry over into how they conduct their businesses going forward. And so, you know, last thing I'll say is that it's a recession born out of a health crisis. And that took a toll not just on the small businesses' business, but the owners and their personal lives. And what's remarkable is that small businesses tend to commingle their personal and business funds in order to, to stay afloat. But 48%, nearly half of the small businesses expected their personal finances as well to improve in 2021. So the mood out there is, I think, really enthusiastic as we move in the next phase of the uh, the recovery and the reopening starts in earnest and small businesses can get back to, to doing what they do best. And so we're excited in large part because small businesses are feeling so optimistic about the future. So with that, with the survey results that you have, with the new things that businesses are trying that, that they were telling you about, sort of forced to by the pandemic, and this optimism that you identify, what do small businesses need now most from their bankers to help them get to where they want to get? It's something we asked small businesses specifically in the financial resilience survey, and, and they really said three things. One is that they want reliable financial advice. They want someone that they can trust who helps them to kind of navigate all the financial complexities of managing their small business. The second one is that access to capital is going to continue to be key. That's always been the case, and that's going to continue to be the case for small businesses. And so that's another important factor. And then lastly, and, and I guess this is unsurprising, given what small businesses have been through, is that they really want a certain amount of empathy and support. And so they really want someone not just that sort of provides good, sound financial advice, but they also want someone who understands them and who understands kind of what they go through day to day and then lend them a set of uh, perspectives really with empathy kind of embedded in the uh, in the perspective. So those are the key things that we heard from small businesses that they're looking for from banks. When you say advice, what kind of advice are you talking about? And how do you provide it in a way that will really reverberate with the small business owner? I think that the reverberation piece, I think, to me, comes back to empathy. It's not just, you know, a lot of times I think, you know, when small businesses get advice from large institutions, you know, banks in specific, it feels institutional. It doesn't feel personalized. It doesn't feel like it's born out of a real concern for the small business, the small business owner. And so it has to actually fit the empathy criteria in order for it to be received in the right way for the, the small business owner. But other than that, I think the uh, in terms of like specific types of advice, one is on cash flow management. Again, that's one of those perpetual hallmarks of, of what small businesses are concerned about. And that continues to be what we hear from them. The other one is really around like how to proceed with the reopening. So how do you expand your business? How do you make sure that you have you know everything in place to be able to sort of operate in an environment where you're going to have to bring back workers and start to resume some degree of normalcy? So I think that's the other. And then the third one is really about it's kind of non-financial advice. How do you find employees? Like how do you you know make sure that you can sort of manage your payroll? All those not necessarily specifically financial related, but there are certainly concerns with with how small businesses operate effectively. Patrick, much of your industry experience is on the digital side of banking. How is this shaping how you view small business banking and where it might be heading? I'm thinking about this mostly in the context of the digital acceleration that we've seen during COVID. We certainly saw saw the digital acceleration in our business with small businesses. And so we saw heavier use of remote deposit capture, the use of online banking, use of mobile banking, and obviously contactless payments, electronic bill payment, things like that increased dramatically. And so we expect those to continue. For me, I think that part of my background is perhaps the most relevant 
because the future of small business, the future of banking is going to be increasingly digital. So great digital experiences that are really tailored toward and personalized toward each and every small business that we serve. That's going to be the core of what's going to make small businesses successful. And those are really things you can only do at scale through digital. And so I think what I'm excited about is we're making lots of investment in digital. And I think uh, that part of my background, I think, is particularly germane to what's going to be required in order for us to successfully serve small businesses. Around the same time you were being hired, Santander made another big move on the small business side. They shifted small business lending from being part of commercial lending to being part of consumer banking. So what's the thinking behind that move? Are small businesses more like retail customers than they are like bigger businesses? And if so, in what ways? We've always had small business banking, uh, business banking, we used to call it, sat within our retail bank. And so that continues to be the case. I uh, am part of our retail bank. That makes sense for a whole bunch of good reasons, in part because it allows us to be able to sort of combine the uh, the focus on the small business and the small business owner, which is critical for this segment. What we did, though, I think that was relevant is we really wanted to sharpen our focus on small business. You look at a lot of the way that uh, small business gets organized, it's typically really not just one sort of pure segment of small business. It's smaller businesses combined with a kind of small commercial. And they just require very different things in terms of capabilities. They have very different needs. And so what we did is, is really sort of partition those two so that we could have a really, really sharp focus on serving the, uh, the unique needs of small businesses. They really have a unique set of needs. And so our objective is to structure ourselves in such a way and invest in such a way that we can target specifically the needs that are that are relevant to this segment. Banks haven't always been enthusiastic about catering to small businesses. The, the thinking there is maybe that they're not worth the trouble. So loan values tend to be low. There's a lot of regulatory paperwork. And of course, the failure rate for these businesses is comparatively high. So there's that risk as well. No doubt you've heard these reasons and probably others as well. But what's on the other side of the ledger? What's the upside in targeting small businesses for a bank? I think what you said is is absolutely true. And, you know, the, the impact of that, just, you know, to start there is small businesses are, are made to feel insignificant in the context of dealing with banks. And so that part of us organizing ourselves in such a way that we can focus on small businesses so that we can make sure that we are treating them with the care and the import that they deserve. You know, I think the, the reality of the economics of small businesses are such that the unit economics look really good. I think there are the issues that you need to figure out how to deliver the services in a way that are cost effective, hence the the focus that we have on digital. And, and not only that, but I, digital is, a, is one of those places for small businesses where you don't have to make a trade-off between serving them in a way that's cost effective and the client experience. More and more small businesses, to your earlier point, they're looking at digital experiences. They want digital experiences. And then two is that we are engineering our experience to be tightly focused on the way that small businesses want to be served. And also, I think that allows us to be able to to do that in a way that's cost effective because more and more the way they want to be served is through digital means. A number of fintechs are focused on SMBs, both on their own and in partnerships with banks to offer loans and other services. How do you think about fintechs and other non-banks in the context of what you're trying to do at Santander? That's going to continue to be a place of you know opportunity and competition, because I think where a lot of fintechs have made really the most headway in small business is really been on the lending side. And what I, I'd argue what they did in part is that not just sort of compete with banks on traditional lending, but as banks sort of pull back categorically with small business lending after the Great Recession, the fintechs kind of came in and what they essentially did is add different products to the mix. So a point of sale, you know, lending, those kinds of things, those come with certain things that are not uh, advantageous to small businesses. They can be really egregious in terms of like the cost of those loans. And so I think our focus is going to be, A, sticking to our knitting, is that we want to make sure that we have great experiences for clients in the small business segment. And we do so in a way that really is very customer centric. And then secondly, is that, yeah, we're going to leverage the best technology, whether we build it or not. 
And there are places where we have been and we'll continue to partner with fintechs. And there'll be places where we'll continue to sort of invest directly ourselves. But, you know, we think that between that combination of sort of investing ourselves as well as partnering where it matters will allow us to deliver the best experience. But the key is that it's the, to deliver an experience that's really centered on the needs of the small business. That's going to be the determinant of success no matter who you're competing against. Patrick, Santander has a philanthropic program aimed at food-related small businesses called Cultivate Small Business. I'm not sure this program falls under you or you have anything to do with it, but can you tell us more about the Cultivate program, maybe why the focus on food, who the program serves, and more importantly, how it fits with your broader SMB philosophy and aspirations? This is one of the, the jewels I discovered when I joined Santander. I just, I love this program. It's been going on for several years now. And um, the program is designed to help early stage entrepreneurs in low income neighborhoods build and sustain their businesses. That's the objective here. And uh, we operate it. We started in Boston and we operate it now in Boston, in Newark and Camden. It's focused on women, minority and immigrant owned businesses. Uh, and as you said, it's in food related industries. You know, the focus on food is that we just saw an opportunity in this industry, you know, and across our footprint, there's a vibrant restaurant scene and they're large employers and they're really important in their communities uh, across our entire footprint. And they tend to, in other small business incubation programs, food services tend to be underrepresented. So we just saw a, a real opportunity for us to step in and do something here that mattered. And, and obviously the focus on, you know, women, minority and immigrant owned businesses allows us to serve an underserved part of those communities. We love this program. It's going on now. It's a three-month program that we do every year. We currently have about 89 participants, and it's a mix of, of advice, and we give grants as part of the program. But the intent is really for us to express our commitment to the the growth of, of small businesses and by helping to nurture small businesses, not just in providing traditional banking services, but to really provide more technical assistance and advice and support. You know, we think that it's having an impact. We get great feedback, and it's something that we're committed to continue to do. You know, the entrepreneurs who come to the program have continued to thrive even during the pandemic. So it's something we're really, really happy about and really proud of. That kind of helping hand provided at the right time can really make a big difference. So Patrick Smith, head of small business banking at Santander Bank, thanks again for joining us on the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Thank you so much for having me. A few takeaways from Santander's Patrick Smith on small business banking. First, as we emerge from the pandemic, he says small businesses are looking for specific things in their banking relationships. They want a trusted financial partner to help them manage their business. This includes advice on cash flow management and how to successfully reopen to the public. They want access to capital to take advantage of growth opportunities, and they also want to be understood and the empathy that comes with that. Many banks don't cater to small businesses for a range of reasons, low loan values and high failure rates among them but Patrick sees plenty of upside in targeting small businesses. The trick is to provide services in a cost-effective way, but also in a way that offers a good customer experience to make sure they stay good customers. Santander is relying heavily on its digital capabilities in order to do that. And finally, the small business void left by banks is being filled in part by fintechs offering loans and other services. Patrick expects that even as banks court small businesses more seriously, there will continue to be stiff competition between banks and non-banks. There will also be places fintechs and banks can team up. A key differentiator in either scenario stands to be how well a provider focuses on the customer's needs. Thanks for listening to the BAI Banking Strategies Podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor at BAI. Please join us again next week for another conversation on a topic of importance to the financial services industry.